Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very, very special version of the Superhero Finder podcast. Now, with me today, I have collectively known as the Power Buff Girls, which I particularly love as a name. Who came up with that one? We took that photo in uh, Daytona that first year. It like happened to look like a Powerpuff Girls like logo, and yep. then just, like ever since then, we just kind of joked about it. And I think I think Nez changed it to Power Buff Girls now, and I kind of love that too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Power Buff. Yeah, we just need somebody. We need a talented artist to just actually draw you guys as cartoons, right? That'd be. A... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. I see who I know. So for anyone that's listening going, who are the Power Buff Girls? Would you like to just introduce yourselves? Um, don't quite know in which order. Gabby, would you like to go first? Yeah, my name is Gabby Dixon. I think I would be the Bubbles of the group. Is that what we decided? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would, be, I would be the Bubbles. So that's me. What have you done in the sport? Oh, what have I done in the sport? Yeah. Um, not much. Just chilling. I just <laughs> done so athletic. humble. What did I do? Uh, you have like twenty I, world records. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do have some world records, and I got fifth place at Worlds for the last two years, and I got second place at the Rainier Classic, and I got I was a uh, New Zealand strongest woman in twenty twenty. <laughs> I, that's my favorite one to say um but yeah I have four world records I got a world record with the Denny Stone replicas I got a world record with the double axle double overhand axle deadlift uh Hercules hold and oh and the front hold the you know, it's it's a first world problem when you forget your world records right <laughs> it's it's a lot to remember sometimes I have bad memory. You just have so many. <laughs> no. <laughs> like I said, we chill in. We chill in. Erin, so what about yourself? Which, uh, which Powerpuff girl would you be in? Me? Uh, we decided... Um, I always forget what their names are. Like, you're Buttercup. It's like you're Buttercup. No, you're the, you're the mean one. Oh, rude. <laughs> All right, I'll take that. What's the other one's name? Blossom. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, no, I guess I'm the mean one. <laughs> Total um, joke. You are the nicest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, my name's Aaron. I've been competing in Strongman for a long time. I've been doing strength sports for about 10 years and Strongman exclusively for about seven. Um, I got my middleweight pro card in 2019 when I won nationals. Um, went on to take second place at the Arnold after that. Then I had an injury that kind of took me out competitively for a little bit, but I came back and won the 73 kilo worlds in its inaugural year. Um, so I became the first 73 kilo world strongest woman. Uh, the goal with that was to be the first person to hold world titles in multiple weight classes. So we went back up to 82 this year and it took fourth place at worlds. So that's the goal at the end of this year is to go back and hopefully win that one. Um, and then most recently I won the Arnold in the heavyweight division. So I have a heavyweight pro card now as well. And we'll be on the um, main like Arnold Classic stage, hopefully with Nez and Gabby in March of next year as a open pro. That's incredible. Spanning all those weight classes is is some is some feat, isn't it? Yeah, I think I've done uh, three three weight classes in two years. Wow. Has anyone else, has anyone else done this? Has anyone else tried this? Or does everyone tend to kind of stick to one or two weight classes? 
-hmm. not that I know of. I'm, I'm sure someone has done something similar at some point. I don't know the, the history of everything that everyone's done mm -hmm. in the sport, but um, I don't think anyone's done like three over in a, such a short time that I know of. But no, what an incredible challenge. And Inez. Hello, my name is Inez. My name is Inez Kaviskio, and um, I'm currently the third strongest woman in the world. And in the USA, I took third at ASW and official strongman games. Very consistent, I guess, with third place. Um, <laughs> and then I tied for third last two years ago at OSG. Um, what else? I won Beerstone, Rainier Classic, and I was gold medal for um, the Arnold Amateur last year. So I had a pretty good year last year and started this year with a fifth place at the Arnold Pro. Wow. Between you, an absolute wall full of trophies. Is it trophies? Is it medals? It's... A little bit of both. I don't, both. I don't care about none of that. I want these. I want the dinero. I want the dinero. <laughs> the chase, guys. The I don't chase. care about no trophies. <laughs> I don't care about no certificates. <laughs> And on that, on that, this year there's been a big change, hasn't there, in, in, in terms of strongman and then strong woman, in terms of the prize pots being put on. That's increased recently, right, in some events. Yeah, so yeah. I think like Rogue taking over the Arnold was a really big step. And we're starting to see more shows with prize money. Um, I don't think quite on par with like uh some of the, the men's shows that they put on, but we do have more popping up, which is really cool. Yeah there's, yeah, there's definitely a lot more popping up, isn't there? Now, last week, so we were meant to be recording this last week, but for un unforeseen circumstances, we couldn't get the three of you together. But I just wanted to take some time to say, well, it, it was International Women's Day last week, and it would have been a perfect opportunity to talk about it. So I'd like to just spend a little bit of time talking about it now, if it's okay. Um, did you guys do anything for it? Do you, you know, where, where are you at in terms of International Women's Day? As a, as an event, really. Well, I will I say it for myself. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Aaron. I was just saying for myself because we had the Arnold the weekend before, and I came back home and was sick as a dog all week, so I spent it sleeping <laughs> <laughs> after a, after a, I guess hard earned weekend, but, but but really cool, a really hard weekend where I got to compete with a lot of really amazing women doing really incredible, empowering things. So including including these two. Absolutely. Yeah, we we weren't we weren't competing against each other at all. None of us competed against each other in anything this last time, which is kind of interesting. We don't that doesn't usually happen. Um, but for me, I I I just enjoyed watching people's posts, and it inspired me to make a post where I was like, "These are my teammates," and like just highlight us a little bit because um, we're just I'm just so proud of the the group we've kind of uh, accumulated, and we can just. I don't know. It's really cool to showcase that. So that's what I did. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I was in the emergency room for my leg from injuring it at the Arnold. So I spent it there. <laughs> Too close a relationship with a log. Oh, yeah. Uh, log and I got very personal. Um, you know what, though? If I took an extra five seconds just to, you know, collect myself, I would have. I would have hit it, but I just rushed into it. We had 90 seconds and it felt like an hour. So, you know, that's my big problem is I rush everything and it's something I've been learning little by little. 
You know, say, well, they do. They do say with every challenge comes a learning point, right? And then next time, it's, it's possibly a different approach, isn't it? Oh yeah. Now I wanted to throw a fairly big but important question um, at you all, and I wonder, based on as mentioned in International Women's Day, what does it mean to you to be a woman? Now I realise that's a big question. Okay. Um, but it can be the first thing that comes into your mind. It can be what you enjoy about being a woman or what you're proud of, or, you know, it can be, can be anything. Um, yeah, the first thing that comes to mind for me is it's, it's cool to do things that are unexpected. I think especially in this sport, that's something that drew me to it at first was it was at least at the time, not really something that a lot of women did. So it, um, being able to kind of like, I guess, break barriers and like, show what we're capable of and like it's been cool to watch the sport grow over the years see more and more women get involved in it and like kind of this like um like it doesn't matter like like i don't know what i'm trying to say i guess just being able to to do things that aren't expected of us as a as a gender and and do it pretty damn well is really cool yeah, I would say I would say um, this is very similar to what Aaron's saying. Um, I've been an athlete my whole life, um, and as an adult, it's been really like I don't like it, but it is kind of a cool thing that we do. Like, women have a whole, especially like elite female athletes in the strength world specifically. Um, we have, or even in like any kind of niche, more niche sport or sport in general, actually as a whole, but um, we are all operating on this high elite level while also working a lot of times full-time jobs or other jobs to sustain our lives yeah. um, outside of that. And, you know, maintaining friendships, raising families, all these other things and working and becoming these elite athletes. And like men don't have to do that a lot of the time. If they're in the same circuit as us, they're often getting pay two, three times more and they're able to just do this full time, like really full time. Um, so I think it's, it's, it's both. It's like annoying and cool, but I'm really proud of the fact that we still keep playing and we still keep going. Like that to me is like something that we as a whole have been collectively doing and just fighting, just fighting to be able to play, fighting to be able to do what we do. Um, and that's part of being a woman for me. It's like, it sucks that we have to do it, but we also do it. We just like put our heads down and get the work done. Hey up. I don't want to take too much of your time off this amazing conversation. Just a little quick break to tell you a little bit about Patreon. www.patreon.com slash thekindeststrongman will allow you to help support and grow this podcast. I want to do loads more with it, and I'm excited to say that members of my Patreon will be able to see loads of it before it even happens. That's amazing. Second thing, be strong, be kind. My merch is now live, so I will drop the link in the description. But it's also, if you can go to bsbk.tmill.com, you can find it all yourself. You can grab yourself a hoodie, grab yourself a T-shirt. And if there's something that you can't see or a colour that you can't see, just let me know. Right, back to the fun. Love that. Love that. Yeah, for me, it's, uh, well, I'm a mom. I'm a six-year-old, so it's being resilient enough to be a role model and, you know, be able to balance my life, my work, you know, my personal life, my life as a mom. So it's just like 
it's being able to do all of that at once. You're like, as you said, superhero podcast, like being a mom, I feel like a superhero because I have so much to balance all the time. And I fail a lot of the time because sometimes, you know, things just don't work out the way they work out. But for me, being a woman, too, is being able to say, hey, I've made a mistake and, you know, I'm going to be better next time and not like holding it so like hard to your heart. But yeah, that's that's what I think. It's awesome. It's awesome. I mean, uh, thank you for mentioning the, the the superhero thing. I think the thing that from speaking to you all individually on previous episodes, the one of the one of the biggest things that I took from all our conversations was that the drive and determination to succeed despite having arguably a steeper climb than the men in this sport, and we know that's financially, but also there's there's being the underdog, you know, as you've alluded to there, and and everything else, and. And having you know families and and having all those other things, but you're also driven from the heart and for and, and all your jobs are based around helping other people and helping other people succeed. But then the superhero part is also for me, it's getting the balance and actually spending enough time and investing time and, and money on yourself. I think that's a crazy balance. And and I'm, and I bet there's times when you don't think you've got the balance right. Oh, I think it's almost impossible to find the a true balance. But you know that I mean that fluctuates throughout the year too. Like the balance can shift depending on what the priority is at the time. And you know, mm-hmm. the balance during like the final four weeks of show prep might be different than your you know your balance the month after versus you know balance when it's your kid's birthday or you know you know I don't think that's a it's it's not set in stone. It's a fluctuating balance. Yeah. yeah, it's like you kind of agree that when you're doing this, there are certain things that are going to theoretically be out of balance, but it's only for that period of time. And so you know how to like recalibrate, right? Yeah. Well, at least like for me myself, I'm I'm different. Like I don't have kids and you know, so my life is very different than someone who, you know, does have children or has a nine to five job or something like that. But I've kind of constructed my life to not be balanced. Like I've you know, made decisions that, and I've, you know, gone down to part-time work and I've created a life where I can kind of imbalancedly favor, favor my strongman career. And I know that that's not a luxury that everyone has, but it's, you know, decisions that I've made in my life to mm. acknowledge that if I'm going to hit the goals that I want to hit, I don't get to live a balanced life and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. It's the balance you want. <laughs> it's your, your preferred balance. Yeah. Yeah. There's, it's it's so powerful to to be in the mindset and to know that you're in control, you're making the decisions. Mm. Therefore you're kind of you're designing this life and, and but you can do that like you say, you can do that, you know, if you're prepping for a competition, then the balance will be completely different than afterwards and, and so on and so forth. So sometimes when it's short term, you can give up more, can't you? Because you know mm. the end result is is actually there's, there's gonna be some that you can that you can claw back as well. I would I would love to know where did you all first meet in person? Where was it and can you remember? Because you're not um, just to give a little bit of context to anyone that's listening, you don't live anywhere near each other. No. So Gabby lived like three or four hours away. I think the first time I met you was at that um that like Rainier. team contest that we put on. Yeah, wasn't it? 
Yeah, I met Aaron and the Dungeon Crew because uh, I have a mutual friend who plays rugby, and he invited me to come do this kind of like team competition up at 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 the um, Dungeon Strength. It was like Halloween, I think. Yeah, um, we do like every Halloween, we do like a it's like a just for fun, unsanctioned team contest, and yeah, with another team. Yeah, I was dressed as a Ninja Turtle, and Aaron was dressed as a Harlequin. Yeah. And she was judging my squats, and she was like, oh, okay. <laughs> this is a strong lady. <laughs> so then we got to talking, and I obviously loved Aaron, came back for a clinic with Aaron before the Rainier. And then I met Nez um, when her and Alec were parked outside of the Rainier in their car, and I had, like, extra <laughs> coffee. And I was like, and I, like, was by myself, like, dragging luggage, and they're like, you okay, friend? <laughs> And then um, I ended up giving Nez my coffee, and then we were like BFFs, all three of us. I don't know, we just chatted, I don't know. Wasn't it Rainier? Were we all kind of like commingled? Rainier was when I met you too, Nez. Yep. So I guess That's Rainier, why I met both of you. The first Rainier would have been the first time we all knew each other. Yeah. They were posting all these cute pictures together before I was able to get up to Seattle. I had huge FOMO because they were both on my, I knew they were both on my, right. they were both on the same team. And I was like, I know you and I want to know you. And Alec wasn't my coach yet. And I was like, ha <laughs> You wiggled your way in. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> I bet it was something to do with that smile. Your now famous smile, Gabby. Was that your ticket in? The Gabby oh. smile. <laughs> this whole thing. <laughs> So that was the first time that you all met and thank you for I'm glad I'm glad you remembered that. What's the funniest moment you've had together? And you don't need to choose the same one collectively, obviously, but what's the funniest moment you've had? Uh Erin, what do you think? That's tough. I feel like that's tougher than what you <laughs> tougher than the worst. That's the hardest question I so far. I can think of like one thing like over I love our like online banters like because none of us get to really train together but like we'll just <laughs> you'll just see sometimes even like yesterday is a perfect example when like we all have we all, we all have the same coach we're getting tortured in different ways but like we'll just post and tag each other and like there's always just this discourse like <laughs> I'm the healthy shit talking yeah a little healthy shit talking like <laughs> It's just, I don't know. We all have our little roles, and I think it's fun. Yeah. I have a moment just with, I think it was just with me and Gabby, but she was waxing my back before, what was it? What what meat was it? Was it Rainier? Yeah, yeah. second Rainier. And she, like, made this sugar wax, and she left the sugar wax in a bowl and didn't clean it out. So the next day, we were like, what is this? And it was stuck to the bowl, and we couldn't get it out. And the Airbnb guy was just like, leave it. And we're like, you don't understand. Like, this bowl is full of sugar wax. And I just remember Gabby waxing my back for me. <laughs> I guess we've dyed each other's hair before contests before, too. Yep. I I yeah. Yep. And you've we've braided my hair before and dyed it. I guess. Yeah. We've done all those girly things. <laughs> and was, I'm a mistaken, but I've seen a video of at least two of you dancing. Well, like, oh yeah, the Zumba, that was fun. That was at America's Strongest because we were, it was an exhibition and we were somehow placed right next to the Zumba dancers. <laughs> so for, <laughs> so for yeah, warm-ups, we, we were just doing the dance. You can't put Gabby and I anywhere without acting a fool, so. Fully. 
We have tacky parties in the back, like when we're taking either putting on or taking off our tacky oh. for big competitions. We'll just be dancing and taking off our tacky in pain or crying, <laughs> depending <laughs> on how stones went. Yep. <laughs> so here's another one to make you think. Then a fact about yourself that people might not know, especially something that the that you might not know about each other. Doesn't have to be exclusively because I understand there's stuff that you don't want to share, but uh, it can be a fun fact, it can be an interesting fact, it can be a completely vanilla fact. <laughs> Who knows? Hmm. Hmm. Start with you, Nez. No, don't start with me. I'm still thinking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyone go first. <laughs> uh this is such a good question. I feel like I've talked about most stuff on podcasts mm-hmm. and stuff before, but I mean, I, I've talked about it before, but I think most people are still surprised to know that I wasn't athletic growing up. Um, I was very like academic and musically inclined. So like even up until like first couple years of college, I was pretty serious into music, like piano and French horn and I played like tuba and marching band and trumpet and jazz band. And I was like, that was my world. Awesome. Not like like my my dad made me play some sports because he thought it was good for me, but I I didn't take them seriously and I wasn't good at them and I didn't like them. Um, so I didn't, everyone kind of assumes that I have an athletic background and I, I don't really, I started when I was 19. Erin, didn't you, weren't you into music? Did you do? Mm-hmm. Yep. Did you do show choir? Was that what, am I wrong? I played a piano, French horn, tuba and trumpet. So I did like yeah. marching and symphony. And I would play those like, like with like college symphonies, but also like the Washington Idaho Symphony and the Wenatchee Valley Symphony, and I played pretty seriously. Um, I think French horn was like my primary instrument, and I started college as a math and French horn performance major. So my original like dream job was to play French horn for movie soundtracks. My friends are so cool. <laughs> so no pressure, Gabby. Go on then. Um. Okay, two things. I'll start with like the, not downer, but um, I used to be really insecure about how big my hands were. And I don't think, I've, I was always really insecure because my hands were either as big or bigger than anybody I ever dated. And now that very thing is what's like giving me all these world records is my grip strength. So that's pretty cool. That's a fun fact. And then fun fact number two is there was a, there was a, a time between when I was done with my college sports and I, I competed post-collegiately because I did track and field. And then there was like a year and a half, two year space between that and then playing, starting to play rugby and then getting into strongman. In that year and a half space, I was actually um, a full-time social worker, nine to five, but on the nights and weekends, I was a professional singer. Ooh. A couple of musicians. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, had a, had a whole other life for a while there. <laughs> Is, is this a band I see forming? <laughs> oh my gosh, Aaron, we should. I'm not singing, though. <laughs> I don't do that. Nez, have you thought of anything yet? Yeah, so speaking about music, I played bass clarinet from elementary school all the way through college. So shout out to my bass clarinet friends out there. Um, that whole else? band. We do have a whole band. Um, what else? Um, oh, well, in one year I did lose a hundred pounds and that's when I started strongman. Um, my coach basically said, Hey, 
you got to lose some weight because you're a power lifter. I did power lift. That's another fun fact. And I total, I had the 13th all time total at one point in all federations. I definitely have lost that title. <laughs> I'm in like the twenties now because everyone's so freaking strong now. Um, but yeah, so that's a fun fact about me. There's just there's just a musical thing as well. And I wasn't going to include myself, but since I've gone to music, I was in a tribute band for five years. What? Oh, did you play? I sung. Vocals? Cool. Um, and it was uh, Wham. Yeah, we really do have a whole band here. We really do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was Wham. So yeah, slightly slightly off, but a little bit of George Michael. <laughs> I was the backing singer. I was I was Andrew Ridgely. I was the other guy, you see. But... <laughs> what was the tribute? I missed what what was the tribute that band? Wham. Oh what nice. Cool. So cool. <laughs> How long ago did you do that? That must um when did I finish that? Must have finished probably about six, seven years ago or something. Did it for a good four or five years just with a friend of mine. Um who's now he's now a successful solo artist in his own right. Um oh, cool. and he doesn't always tell people that he did George Michael tribute but oh so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna out him <laughs> I'm not gonna do that around telling people <laughs> that there'll be a lot of people listening guys that maybe know of you guys they know the things that you've achieved and sometimes when when you get to know people that you achieve, and it's really nice that we've kind of got to know some of your facts and, and some extra things about you, but it can still seem like you get put on a pedestal. Now, I know all three of you, I think, well enough now to know that actually you don't see yourself any better than anyone else. No. Yeah. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that from, from speaking <laughs> to you all, but... But it's not, and 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 that's one of the reasons why I love strongman and and, and strongman as a, as a as a sport because the community is so and everyone's so humble, right? And that's that's part of its charm. So if there's somebody listening right now, going, I'd love a piece of that. Do you know what? As a woman, it's really difficult to to kind of push for some of the things, especially male to traditionally male dominated areas. Maybe it's a career. Maybe it's sport itself. Is the one piece of advice you give that person that you've kind of learned from your journey? Um, I just wonder if there's if there's a little bite-sized piece that someone can take away from today. My first thought with kind of what you're saying with it being intimidating going into a male-dominated sport, I just kind of think back to like my first like early days of lifting. Um, and there definitely was that anxiety at first of like, I don't know what I'm doing, like, you know, being like no other girls are doing this um and I kind of like over some time was able to reframe that in my mind to not like wow this is embarrassing being the only girl here to like this is really badass being the only girl here like like that's really cool like I'm doing something really cool that no one else is doing um and there's there's ups and downs to that but I, I kind of re-switched like switched it in my mind um and then I was fortunate to have like really good training partners. I think finding people that support you is really important, you know, and at the time that was a group of guys, um, which was intimidating at first, but then you realize that they're also just people and they're in there, like everyone's in there working hard um, and it doesn't really matter. You know, every, like everyone's doing different weights, like even in a group of guys, there's going to be guys lifting heavier weights and lighter weights. And so being the person in there lifting the lighter weights at first 
was scary until I realized like that doesn't really make sense because everyone adheres at a different le different level and that's cool. Love that. That I would say um your best is gonna look different every day, but always do your best. And showing up is half the battle. As long as you're showing up consistently, you're gonna make progression. You have to show up. So just know that your best is gonna look different every day and keep showing up anyway. No stop. I no think mine is, yeah, I think mine is being and staying humble. I I know that's redundant from like what your question is, but being humble is the way to be because you don't want to come off as like super cocky or standoffish um, because that's how you, you know, you make friends in the sport that can help you out. And I think having a community is what separates a good strong man versus like a bad strong man. Well, like there's no good and bad, but like yeah. having that community is super important. That's how you get to the next level. So, yeah. I love that. So almost the idea that taking ego out of it means that you can build a stronger, better community and it'll help you know, oh, yeah. support you all the way through. Yeah, at the end of the day, iron sharpens iron, right? Yep. Yeah. And also, no matter how good you get, there's always something you can learn. So I think keeping that in mind and always, like Nessa saying, stay humble and being constantly open to learning and improving. Um, it's just easier to, like, like you're saying, that that community, like having that that kind of group mindset is, I think, what brings people closer together. Totally. The community is so important. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I've got two questions left, and that's going to be it. That time, this time's absolutely flown today. Um, first question: What's coming up next this year that you're focused on? What's your next focus for this year? I can so, go. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, my biggest focus this year is world. Um, I'm going to be moving to Seattle to actually, you know, work out with Aaron and. Lucas and the guys at Dungeon and be with my coach. Really? So my big focus is Worlds this year. I might be doing Rainier, but it'll just be for fun. Um, but yeah, that's my that's what's next for me. Awesome. I would say similar similar goals to Nez in that regard, but like the um, as far as like competitions go. But the goal this year for me is to become undeniable because I we talked about you know, the Arnold and all that good stuff. And I didn't get an invite this year, which is, you know, I totally like, it's fine, but I'm hoping that in the, in the years to come that people will have these competitions and, and, and there'll be no doubt that they'll think of me. Love that. Erin. Uh, so the only uh, contests on the horizon for me are Worlds in December and then oh. uh, the Arnold Pro Show in March. Um, really my, 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 ultimate goal in this sport right now is that um like two weight division world title um so focus is probably going to be on the the 82 kilo worlds i really want to win that this year um but trying to balance that right with having the, the pro show shortly after that which is an open show so like trying to balance like keeping my body weight where i need it to be for worlds but like also in a spot where i can be competitive in a really hard open class show so we're kind of trying to balance um focus and how to train for both of those but those are the only two shows i have on the horizon right now so we're in a pretty extended um off season 
Which will have its benefits, won't it, I suppose? Having yep. Sunday's off season. Perfect. Gonna be so strong. I've got like four months of hypertrophy right now. I'm just trying to get <laughs> Wow. Huge. Same. You're just gonna be huge. <laughs> <laughs> And the, the final question is a quick one, and it was a um, a question from somebody that follows me on Instagram. Um, and actually, it was my girlfriend, Lauren, and she said, will you all adopt her? Yes. Yes. There we go. It's official. It's official. Although I think I've screwed myself out of a house right now, but, you know. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you very much for your time, everybody. Um Thank you for spending the time. I know it's taken time for us to arrange it because we are in completely different time zones. And if you've been listening, again, thank you for joining in. Um, the Patreon is still open if you do want to support the podcast at patreon.com slash thekindeststrongman. And obviously uh, on Instagram as well at thekindeststrongman. Um, and from myself and from these three wonderful powerhouses, the Power Buff Girls, stay super, everyone. Stay super! Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.